there's kids or other people who will always see you. So you're the role model. And so you have to make sure that you carry yourself with integrity and treat people with dignity, honor, and respect. Boujou, hello. Welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is at its core place for Native folks to tell their stories. Every week we have great conversations with wonderful guests from a whole bunch of different backgrounds. I'd list them, but we'd be here all day. So we have this great mix of people, of passions, and we talk to them about their gifts and how they share their gifts with their community. And it all centers around the big point of purpose in our lives. So... How are you doing, Cole? We're, uh, we get the chance to amplify more voices today. Pretty exciting. I know, and we recently breached a landmark yeah, when it yeah. comes to radio shows <laughs> with over, with 100, you know, episodes. So 100! 100, gotta love it. <laughs> um, so it's just, you know, it's been nice kind of reflecting on how, how many people we've, we've chatted with and, mm-hmm. and just all the stories we heard. So, um, yeah, it's great. And it's been not only great talking with folks for the past couple of years now, but also great that you there listening have hung out with us for all these many hours, many, many hours of conversations. So, chimigwech to you there with your earbuds in or cleaning or uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do like you know chopping up vegetables and and all that stuff when I'm listening to podcasts and maybe they're doing that right now you never know so I'm really excited to talk to our guest today Alicia Smith Alicia Smith is Yupik from Pickus Point Village in Alaska. Alicia works for the Department of Human Services as the Deputy Director of the Economic Assistance and Employment Support Division at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. Alicia has a bachelor's degree from the University of Minnesota Morris and a master's degree in tribal administration and governance from the University of Minnesota Duluth. While she's not at work, Alicia and her mother enjoy acting with New Native Theater running, golfing, and spending time with family. Welcome, Alicia Smith. Thank you for having me this afternoon on this podcast. So I'm Alicia Smith, and I'm an enrolled citizen of the Pitkus Point Village, way up there in Alaska. Um, But I grew up in St. Paul area, St. Paul, Minnesota, and I'm beaming in from Invergrove Heights. So how are you doing? How's, How's the family doing? Things are pretty good. I mean, it's just working and living, um, getting ready for a vacation soon. So working on trying to figure that out. And we have a COVID puppy. So uh, I call her a COVID puppy, but she's three years old now. So she's pretty attached to me. So just thinking about her while I'll be out of town. So 
Oh, okay. we love the doggos on our show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many questions from that. Oh, COVID puppy. What kind of puppy and what is the puppy's name? Daisy. She's a Bashan. Oh, we get to see Daisy. Oh, look at that cutie. Daisy. Oh, Hi, Daisy. <laughs> Face kisses. <laughs> and you got her during the pandemic or at the start yeah. of the pandemic, it sounds like. At, at the start of it, yes. My mom lives with me. And so she wanted a companion while I was at work. And I have a brother who lives with me, too. And so we thought we'd get her a dog and... We thought that we'd be home for a couple of weeks, maybe a month at most, and we could help train the dog while we were home during COVID. And three years later, still working from home, and Daisy kind of became my dog. (laughs) (laughs) And you also mentioned a vacation. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you're planning? So a good friend is having a milestone birthday And so she's coordinated an all-girls trip, a Caribbean cruise, actually. So we're going to go, I think, to five different islands. Well, I'm really glad you get to go on vacation. And what are you taking a vacation from? I was recently promoted to deputy director uh, within our area, or I like to call myself a deputy dog. And so (laughs) (laughs) there's there's a lot of leadership responsibilities with that role. And so it's just nice to decompress and step away for a bit, but also to celebrate with some terrific people. So Alicia, can you talk about your role in the community? It's changed over the years. Um, For many years, I worked in the St. Paul American Indian community at the American Indian Family Center. And I essentially grew up there working, starting off as a summer youth worker, but working many positions there and had really strong ties to the community. But I've been working for the state of Minnesota for about 10 years. And a majority of the time has been doing tribal or American Indian work which has brought some connections, Um, but yet we're the state. And so I got paid by the state, but worked for American Indians and tribes. Then more recently is promoted to deputy director where I still have a connection and passion to the community, but it's also broader than that for citizens of the state of Minnesota, too, who are on our programs, our anti-poverty programs. Can you tell us a bit about your role now? So the role I have now is overseeing essentially the food stamp program, the Office of Economic Opportunity, which is the community action programs, the food shelves, food banks, and then shelter and housing programs. So a lot of it, the work is focused on anti-poverty work and access to stable living. And so there's a lot of terrific staff who work within those programs that I, my role is to help shepherd the work. And some of it, a lot of it, to be honest, is focused on equity and access for those who are underserved, including American Indians. And so with my work previous job, I was American Indian advisor for this, these areas, program areas. And 
I have a proven track record of working within state government with colleagues to create access to American Indians and tribal nations to administer our programs, to have access to our programs. And so taking those lessons learned for a broader population. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with Alicia Smith. Alicia is UPIC from Picus Point Village in Alaska and is the Deputy Director of the Economic Assistance and Employment Support Division at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. I imagine building relationships with tribal communities, you know, having that community empowerment of like communities knowing you know, what's good for them. Like, this isn't just specific to tribal communities, to Native people, but I can see that helping everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The approach that we were taking, especially during the pandemic with some of our programming, is creating awareness about the programming, then fostering relationships with staff to crack the code and then creating access. And so this is the same philosophy that I'm looking with our broader communities, American Indian or general. What are some methods being used to uh, create the access that you're talking about? We're starting to go back into the communities. So that's been helpful, just helping raise awareness about our programming. So. One of the areas that we haven't worked a ton in, not to my knowledge anyways, is we have a community relations office within the department. And so working with that area, keeping them informed of our opportunities, whether it's through grants, RFPs, or job opportunities. So sharing with them so they can share with their networks about the things that are happening are simple approaches that I'm taking right now, but during the pandemic, we've also have been successful in implementing text messages to participants. So these are things that I hope to build upon. Maybe let's step back a little bit um, and just talk about kind of what led you down the path that you're on. Like, uh, how did you find your passion for what you do? Yeah, I think the foundation of who I am, you know, I rely on my values, Alaska Native, you pick values. So I think that's guided me down the path. But one of the things, my roles I see as a helper, a coach. And so I see that taking those things, and those are things that, that I look at that guide my path. But how I got there is many other people helping me and laying the path for me. And so, you know, I look back at all the growth thus far, and it's incredible. I think um, growing up, my family, we're on some of the programs I oversee and work within. We often went to the food shelves and I remember getting the cheese, commodity cheese and making me hungry now, but uh <sighs> But I think I also, you know, remember we'd go to the community action programs and asking for energy assistance or my mom, I remember, you know, she's a single mom with seven kids. 
She's a boarding school survivor too. Remember going to the county for help for food stamps and she was told she is five bucks over. So I think it's things like that that drives me and guides me and the stories of my youth that help me center me and that humanizes and makes me remember. You mentioned your the UPIC values. Uh, could you talk a little bit more about that? So my mom is a boarding school survivor. Um, so she'll share her story at times. And there's actually a tribal state relations training that she used to go to where she would share her story as a way to humanize the policies of the past. And she would often say that the nuns beat the culture and identity out of her. And I think it's my job as her daughter to challenge her. And uh, and so I was like, it's inherent. But we didn't always know that it was inherent. I've had terrific mentors in the community, in the Twin Cities, St. Paul specific American Indian community. The way that they carried themselves helped draw out the values, helped me see the values. And, you know, initially it was looking at, I think, the seven values Ojibwe and Lakota values. And and for a while I would go to Sundances and and other you know ceremonies and my friends would tease me and say you're one mixed up Indian. And <laughs> so and I think about seven years ago we had an opportunity to go back to Alaska. And it was my mom's first time since 1959, since leaving. And, and so while there, we visited the school in the village where we're from. And on the wall was the UPIC values. And I think there's about 17 different values, but it really resonated with me. I mean, a lot of it was humor, generosity, love for family. Um, some of it I couldn't relate to as much as Hunter's success. I'm a city person, so <laughs> I mean, but but I think just you know that it's inherent, and um, so I tell my mom the nuns didn't beat it out of her, but she has the love, the humility, the respect that's embedded within us. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with Alicia Smith. Alicia is Yupik from Picus Point Village in Alaska and is the Deputy Director of the Economic Assistance and Employment Support Division at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. You mentioned, you know, mentors along the way. Could you talk more about uh, these mentors that helped you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So one in particular is LaVon Lee. And so for many years, uh, a number of years, she was the executive director at the American Indian Family Center. And I think that she just has a has had a profound impact on my life and still does. Um, I think about an example of the way that she treats people. I mean, she's the one who told me, you know, you have to carry yourself in a good way. There's kids or other people 
who will always see you. So you're the role model. And so you have to make sure that you carry yourself with integrity. And she said, treat people with dignity, honor, and respect. Because you don't want to break your bridges. You never know when you need someone. Um, so I think, you know, looking at kind of the values and life lessons, she's one who really helped mentor and nurture me, who also helped recognize the Alaskan Native identity because I didn't always identify as Alaskan Native. Uh, my dad has blonde hair, blue eyes, and uh, so we're all super light-skinned. And so the rest of my siblings, I'm one of seven, most would identify with being American. And so it's Levon who helped really recognize the the identity. Um, I've also been at work the state of Minnesota for 10 years, and I've had a mentor, Vern LaPlante, who's the director of the Office of Indian Policy, and he helped navigate, helped me show how to navigate the state of Minnesota or Department of Human Services. He was the one who mentioned I should look at the Masters of Tribal Administration and Governance at UMD. And I did, and I enrolled in that um, because they had leadership classes at the state of Minnesota, but he said, you know, that they're okay, but they're not grounded in the culture and the values and the history. And so he's the one who suggested that. And so I saw that opportunity and went there, um, actually with my mom. And my mom would attend classes with me once a month. And so so they gave her an honorary degree oh, as well. Oh, so. That's amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, how was the program? I know we've we've talked about the program a bit before, but how was it for you, the Tribal Administration and Governance Master's Program at UMD? Yes, UMD. Go Bulldogs. But for me, I think it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I think it was scary at first. Because when Vern told me about this opportunity, I was like, yeah, Vern sounds good. I mean, to be honest, I was comfortable with life. I was like, life is pretty good. I have a good job and, you know, and get to do whatever the heck I want. And and I was afraid of change, to be honest. And another mentor um, who's non-Native, who I used to work with, said to me, Alicia, change happens all the time. And so she made me reflect on that. And so I took the opportunity to enroll in MTAG and it was one of the best decisions. I mean, I think about learning the history of our peoples and not just the history, but how working with policies now how the policies of the past have an impact on our people now is important. And it was grounding, but it was also a confidence builder. And Leah, you know, talking about COLA, the Circle of Leadership Academy, when I was in that program way back when, it seems, 
my goal, stretch goal at the time was to enroll and participate in my master's degree. And I wasn't sure if I could cut it in grad school, but, you know, I did. I mean, it's been four years plus years since graduating, but I think that was the best decision I've made. That's great. I know there is this discomfort in change. Well, it sounds like like one of the big takeaways from the MTAG program was learning about policies that still affect us today. Is there a policy in particular that you think of when you think of policies that are still affecting us today? Yeah, sometimes I often talk about the boarding school policy just because it's near and dear to my heart. Um, kill the Indian, save the man. I mean, the the atrocities of the past still resonate with us today, but so do our values that have brought us forth and helped us survive. But I tend to focus on the boarding school policy because my mom is a survivor and hearing her stories of what she's gone through. Um, and I know, you know, of other community members who are survivors too and hearing their stories. And But, you know, I was just talking with a community member yesterday who was telling me some of the things that she's gone through recently and she's turning, it's her birthday today, but she's still here and she's, you know, thriving. And so it's just neat, to, sad to talk about, but the attributes that we're still here. Another thing that we hear uh, you and your mom participate in is new native theater, which is something that we, Lee and I have experience with. Could you talk about that? Like, is that just a passion project, a hobby? Like what, how do you approach that? Yeah, I think it was a fluke. No, I think <laughs> that uh, we were, I purchased, I'm a runner. So I, participate in Quay Strong, which is a triathlon um, where it's running, uh, canoeing, and uh, biking. And so with Quay Strong, there's, there was a video, a commercial that was that Xfinity wanted to shoot to highlight the great things happening in the Twin Cities American Indian community. And so a friend had said, hey, or, you know, we're doing this video shoot. Could you bring your sweatshirt, throw on your sweatshirt and come and pretend you're running around Bidet Makaska? And so we said, yes, my sister, my mom and I all went. And at that time, I think Rihanna Yazi of New Native Theater was the producer of the commercial. And a friend had said, had introduced us and said, hey, this is Grace. Grace shares her boarding school stories with State of Minnesota staff. And so I think at that time, Rihanna was working on Native Woman the Musical. And so she reached out and asked if we would had an interest to participate and in a play. And it scared the heck out of me, to be honest, because <laughs> yeah. sometimes I could be a introvert. Um, I think I've come a long ways, but I think <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> so, so we had an opportunity to do the play and part of it was 
my mom's story, you know, she was sharing her story and uh, the freedom and being free from the nuns. And so it was funny because that first play we were in, she had all the speaking roles. And I think I said three words. And then we had an opportunity to be in a, another play. There was a casting call and the, our role switched where I said it was a 10 minute play festival. I said the most of the words, she said three words. Um, and so we kind of just went from there. We were, had an opportunity to work with Stages Theater Company in Hopkins. Uh, they were doing a play uh, based upon a book called The Three Snow Bears. And the Three Snow Bears book is a somewhat cute book based upon Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but it had, not, I'm not sure if it's Alaskan natives, but it had natives in the bears and written by a non-native person. And so the co-director was of the play with stages as native and said, I'm not comfortable with this play as it is. And so we went in and worked with Brianna, my mom and I, and we rewrote the play to focus on our you pick values, you pick life. And so that ran for a month. And so I think it's um, just taking advantage of opportunities, but stepping out of the comfort zone and growing. Um, we had a, I was also involved in a, the last play I was in was a year ago, year and a half ago. And my mom wasn't so much a part of that one, um, but all the other ones we were together in. And so, but she would sit in and rehearsals and sit in the chair behind me and watch. So, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a, just a great time with bonding with her. So That's great. Do you have advice for up and coming generations? Yeah, it's a take advantage of opportunities and when they arise. You know, when I was a youth, I worked at a, a summer youth employment through the Minneapolis American Indian Center. And through that employment opportunity, it was a job placement gig. And so I was placed at the American Indian Family Center. That gave me an opportunity to work there during the summer, kind of a test drive. And learn some skills, but also to carry myself in a good way. Don't forget our values. Not just forget them, but practice them. Treat people with respect and pray. I think spirituality is important too. All right. Alicia Smith, yeah. Chimi Guich. Again, Alicia is Yupik from Pitkiss Point Village in Alaska and is the Deputy Director of the Economic Assistance and Employment Support Division at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. I think she had a lot of great stuff to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Love her passion for her family, especially all the activities she's doing with her awesome mother. Mm-hmm. And just sharing her perspective, you know, working for the state, all the how she's using that position to help Native folks and... Most importantly, I liked her emphasis on, you know, holding yourself in a good way uh, going yeah. through life. Yep. So. Keep those values. 
take advantage of opportunity and you know it's it's good to be comfortable but also explore be okay yeah. with change it is not always comfortable but well worth it sometimes oftentimes i should say i'm cole primo and i'm leah lem miigwech for listening Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.